you're going to stand for a while, we read our, our foundational scripture uh, and then we can, we can be seated. Um, we're going to look at uh, the, the foundational scripture this Sunday is Isaiah 51, uh, 1 to 3. Isaiah uh, 51, 1 to 3. We're, we're looking at uh, part of our series on understanding the will and the plan of God for financial prosperity. Uh, so I think probably this is like the sixth or the seventh Sunday. I'm not sure. But we're going to be looking at what I've called money with a mission. Money with a mission. Or you can say money with a purpose. Uh, because God is a God of purpose. So everything God does, there's a purpose attached to it. Okay, so why would God bless me with money? Why would God give me so much money? Why should God bless me with money? He does that because there are purposes behind God blessing you with money. And so the more you know the purposes, uh, the more you will attract and position yourself for wealth in Jesus' name. So Isaiah 51, um, I'll read uh, 1 through 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit, this Sunday morning. Uh, listen to me, uh, you who follow after righteousness. You will seek the Lord. Now, that's talking to us today. Listen to me. You, meaning us and those of you who are home, who follow after righteousness, you will seek the Lord. You came to church to seek him. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Verse 2. Look to Abraham, your father. Thank you, Jesus. And to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone. Somebody say alone. Meaning they were just him. And then of course his wife. I called him alone. And blessed him. And increased him. Thank you Jesus. Go to verse 3. For the Lord will comfort Zion. You want to put your name there. For the Lord will comfort you. For the Lord will comfort Pastor Nema. For the Lord will comfort Elder Form. For the Lord is a promise will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. I thought somebody should be saying amen. amen. Come on, we are believers. Come on, so I thought somebody should be saying amen. amen. Now this is a prophetic word, so, you, so you, you need to appropriate it. He will make her wilderness like Eden. I don't know about you, but my wife and I have, have been through wilderness for some portions of our life. And I know what this means. He will make your wilderness like Eden. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of a melody. From your house, the voice of rejoicing will arise in going forward in the name of Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. Uh, so God began to speak to us uh, for about seven Sundays now. If you're just joining us, please make sure uh, you get the messages either from the media or you go to Facebook or YouTube. Um, all the Sundays are there so you're able to. By the way, uh, make sure you hook up on, on, on Wednesday. We're going to begin to look at the concept of finishing strong. Uh, Wednesday, 6 p.m., just for one hour. Wednesday, 6 p.m., online. Wednesday, 6 p.m. Uh, join us. But like I said, from tomorrow morning also, Join me at 6 a.m. for 30 minutes. Amen. Um, now, it's important that we gain uh, God's perspective. Every child of God should gain God's perspective um, um, concerning kingdom wealth. It's important that we know truly the mind of God. What is the will of God concerning money? What is the will of God? I'm sure you've heard so many things said about money. 
But what exactly did God say? What is in his word? That's what we've been trying to establish since we began this series. And you know, I want to say this. You know, when we began this series, I know that probably a majority of people who are here and those who are watching online, uh, what we're saying is not your experience. Meaning, you're, I mean, you're barely, you're barely making it. Okay? And so it's difficult for you to understand and to believe some of the things we've been teaching. But you know, one of the good news about God, it says, let every man be a liar. Let God be true. Let God be true. Now, it doesn't matter how you started. It doesn't matter how you are now. But I can tell you that you don't judge God by your experience. You judge God by his word. Is somebody here this Sunday morning? You don't judge God by your experience. You judge God by his word. Many, many years ago, many of you know we trusted God for many things, including children. Um, the enemy will come and say things to us that, who do you think you are? That you think you can have children. Look at that, look at that. But we didn't judge ourselves by the experience of others. We chose to judge God by what he has said. And to the glory of God, all our children are miracle children. So, listen to me. And one of the things we've been doing, we have also looked at, I mean, it, it says in, in Isaiah, I believe, uh, 65, 12 now. That's what it is. Uh, it, it says you, you, it's taking you through uh, waters. It's taking you uh, through fires so that it can bring you to your wealthy place. Where you are now is not the final bus stop in the name of Jesus. That means that what you're going to choose to do as we keep looking into the perfect law of liberty, your freedom concerning money will come in the name of Jesus. Listen to me, you were not born to be poor. A child of God cannot be poor. It's impossible. So we must believe the word of God. We must believe the word of God. Remember that everything that is visible is subject to change. You see this pastor, I'm 53 by God's grace. Um, when when I was a teenager, I was so skinny, you don't want to believe. I, I was like, like this. In fact, my, my, my friends, despite my you know, lower secondary school, I was so skinny. In fact, Pastor Nyamai is saying even till she met me. I mean, I'll show you my youth service. <laughs> this is 1991 and 92. If you see me at youth service, but to think now that Lehabu Lebro Kazaya, I have spread forth to the right and to the left. That means that anything that is physical can change. There was a time we were believing God for money. I'm talking about in, in you know in the early 90s to pump my tire. I mean, I'll be my prayer point is let my tire not go down. Pastors, I'm praying, let my tire not because I don't have then 10 naira to give to Vulcanizer. So my prayer point is, Lord, I will go out. I'm talking as a lawyer, I will go out and come back. Tire, you cannot go down. That's prayer point. But is that my prayer point now? No matter, come here, can you stand up? 10, 10 seconds now. No matter where you are now, it is subject to change in the name of Jesus. God will bring you to your wealthy place in the name of Jesus. Yes, you're, you've gone through so much. You may even be going through something. But the mind and the, and the heart of God is that God will bring you to your wealthy place in the name of Jesus. Can you declare that this Sunday? Say, Father, you will bring me to my wealthy place. Somebody shout hallelujah. Quickly, quickly, please take your seat. Hallelujah. Now, from the teaching of Jesus, we, we know um, that, that um, just like every, everything that God uh, does or gives to us, it's, it's a stewardship. 
everything that God gives to us, you, you know, like our brother or uh, members of the choir that can sing, is, is a gift from God. So it's a stewardship. Meaning, I mean, some people just were born to know how to sing. And so once it's something that you receive from God, God will, will hold you accountable for that gift. You are a steward of that gift. You know how to preach to the glory of God. I mean, the reason why God has helped me, to, I'm able to speak. I mean, I've been doing this now for 26 years as a pastor. But, but you know, from when I was, I know God orchestrates our lives. Uh, God, God picked my parents to, to give birth to me in a house where my father uh, was working in a newspaper house. My father was, was in the media. So from age five, I began to read newspapers. If my father would bring newspaper, you know, where he was working in a newspaper house, he would bring it and, if I, and give me the paper and say, begin to read it. So, clearly by the time I was 10, I was representing every school I went to in debate, in quiz. Every school I went to. Every school I went to. And so, of course, I became a lawyer. But I know it's the gift of God. And I know that God will hold me accountable for the ability to be able to communicate. Now, one of the things God does is that when he gives you a gift, like the talent, you will work it. You will manage it. When he sees that you're faithful over little, you know what? He gives you more. Same as money. And that's why he said, he says, I believe I'm, I'm one, of, one, of the, one, of the, one of the chapters of Luke, uh, he, 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 said, he said, if you have not been faithful over money, if you have not been a good steward over money, he said, we will commit to you true riches. That means that if God chose you here, you know that it's not that you struggle too hard, but it's just as, as if anything you touch works. I mean, God positions you, grants you financial people. It's a stewardship. God is saying, if you manage, if you manage 100,000, I will push 1 million. If, you, if you're a good steward of 1 million, I will push 10 million. If you're able to manage 10 million, I will give 100 million. So once you begin to know that everything you have, including money, is a stewardship, meaning first you must believe that it's God that is blessing you. That it's God that is prospering you. Then how you do with money will depend whether God gives you more. Somebody say hallelujah. Now I want you to look at your neighbor. Just make sure they are not sleeping. It's too early to sleep. Say neighbor, God, God is about to speak to you this Sunday morning. Can shake them, shake them, shake them if you can shake them. Praise the Lord. I can see somebody in the spirit somewhere there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Too early, too early to, to sleep. So, so, so why would God bless us with money? And now one of the first things we have said, and we began to look at that three weeks ago, three Sundays ago, is that God blesses primarily because of covenant. Okay, God has entered into a covenant with us. God has entered into a, a covenant with us uh, to bless us. And we've seen that in Deuteronomy 8, 18. Is that also? Okay, it says it has blessed um, us because they're able to show it. I'm not going to have so much to say to them. I must finish this message. Okay, uh, so, uh, so that he will uh, establish or confirm his covenant. So that's the major reason first why God will bless us. So that he will keep his word to us. Hallelujah. So if you're not seeing money now, money is coming in the name of Jesus. As you believe him, money will come because not for just you, because God will keep his word. Somebody say, Father, keep your word. Come on, if you're going through some issues with money, say, Lord, keep your word. Keep your word. Keep your covenant. Okay, but today we're going to look at very quickly five reasons 
or five purposes why God will bless us with money besides the fact that God wants to keep covenant with us. The very first one is this. The very first one is this. I'm going to try to stay in one place so I don't preach but teach because I have to finish these five. So if you're writing, you may need to write, write these five reasons down so that we can be done and take communion and we can go home. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. The first reason, well, let's also say second reason but I'm giving five reasons today. Uh, the plan of God, the plan and the will of God is to provide for his people. A major reason why God will bless you financially is because his plan, his purpose is to, is to provide for you. Like every good father, and God is our father. God is our father. And that's why he says, he says, he says, if, if your earthly father who are, they are evil, they know how to give good gifts to their children. He said, how much more him? I mean, any father who is not able to provide for his family, for fathers who are here, I mean, the Bible says you are irresponsible. So God lays the example first. How many of you here say, you say, God is my father? Can, can we wave this Sunday morning? Okay, you say, God is my father. Come on, everybody, I, I need you to wave this Sunday morning. Praise God. God is my father. By the way, when you come to church, learn to write down. You know, uh, we're doing uh, doing presentation for, um, um, you know, couples who are getting married. You know, and the couple we're dealing with um, is a pastor of a church. Don't want to mention the church in Lokoja. And we're doing it by uh, um, online. I mean, uh, not Zoom now. We're doing it through a video on WhatsApp. The moment I began to talk, because that's his, that's his culture. The moment I began to talk, he was writing. Everything I said, he wrote down. So I said to him, I know that that's, that's that. He said, that's the kind of person. Pastor, anything you're saying, I'll write down. Because that word will deliver us in Jesus' name. Okay, so, so the plan of God is to provide for his people. Now, one of the, one of the first names of God that he revealed to us are true, um, his servant, um, Abraham. By the way, we looked at Abraham um, in Isaiah 51. Uh, to be able to show that Abraham is our kingdom prototype. Anything you see in the life of Abraham, you are entitled to it in the name of Jesus. Can you lift up your hands? Anything I see in the life of Abraham, say it's my portion in Jesus' name. You remember this song we, we have sang for over 40 years? Abraham's blessings are what? They are mine. And we saw that scripture. It says, look to Abraham and Sarah. It says, the same way I've done with them, so I will do with you. Somebody say hallelujah. Okay, so uh, the first encounter, uh, I mean, um, with God, uh, rather in Genesis 22 verse 14, we see God uh, um, uh, with Abraham. Can, can we look at Genesis 22 uh, verse 14? Genesis 22 verse 14. Genesis 22 verse 14. Media, you're going to help me. We're looking at a lot of scriptures in a short time. Genesis 22 14. Now, now this is a revelation of who God is. Are you able to show it, Media? Thank you, Jesus. Okay, thank you. So we're still looking at uh, the, the primary reason why God will do what he needs to do is that God is a provider. And Abraham called the name of the place. The Lord will provide as it is to this day. In the mount of the Lord or in the mountain of the Lord, it shall be provided. Of course, we know that, that the Lord will provide uh, is the, the Hebrew is Jehovah Jireh. In fact, that's one of the first names of God in the Bible. Jehovah Jireh. I'm sure those of you who have been born again for, for forever. Uh, you know this song. Uh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. His grace is sufficient for me, for me, for me. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. His grace is sufficient for me. My God shall supply all I need. 
according to his riches in glory. He will give his angels charge over me. Jehovah Jireh cares for me. For, I mean, we used to sing this song like every day. How do you think my voice happened? <laughs> Praise God. So God revealed himself to Abraham as the God that will provide. That means that because you have God as a provider, all your bills must be paid in the name of Jesus. School fees bill paid in the name of Jesus. House rent bill paid in the name of Jesus. Money to service your car paid in the name of Jesus. Money to pay rent paid in the name of Jesus. And you know last Sunday we began to look at, um, I believe Philippians 4.19. Paul began to give, same way Abraham called God Jehovah provider. Paul began, look, let's look at it quickly now. Very quickly, uh, uh, Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your need. You know, you need to put whatever that need is, put it there, put it there. Because he has the capacity, he has the willingness to supply all that you need. Not according to your bank account, not according to your office, but according to his riches in glory. Because God is not irresponsible. And my, my, my journey with God since 19, uh, 1987, when I got born again, is that God is faithful to provide. Hallelujah. God is faithful to, to provide. Somebody say hallelujah. So the first and the primary and the basic reason why God will bless you with money is that God will provide. So somebody say, God will provide. Now say, God will provide for me. So no matter what you're dealing with today, God will provide for you. Now, that is, that is the most basic uh, reason why God will provide. In fact, I believe uh, uh, somewhere in Psalm 37, uh, David says he, says, he says, I have been young and now I am old. He said, I have not seen the righteous forsaken or her descendants begging for bread. Jesus. What verse is it now? I know it's Psalm 37. That's a scripture I share with people all the time. You see, God doesn't want his children to be begging. And we rebuke that spirit in this church in the name of Jesus. You should be the one giving, not begging. David says, I have been young old man and have not seen the righteous forsaken and or her descendants begging for bread the days of begging are over in the name of Jesus now number two number two so the first is that um, the plan of God is to provide for you for his people okay and God introduced himself to us as a provider very early in scripture number two God's plan is also to move you from just being blessed to being a blessing. God's plan is to move us from just being blessed to have enough to a place where we have more than enough. How many of us want to be in that place? Come on, can you wave your hand this Sunday morning? To the place of overflow. To the place of abundance. Let me tell us, I mean, I'm sure most of us know this. There are so many people who are in need. Now, as a pastor and as a church, the number of requests we get, I mean, just this last few days, the number of requests that I got as a pastor, of course, people think that the church has a lot of money. So, pastor this, pastor that, pastor that. And to be honest with you, if I had all that, all the money, I will meet every of those needs. But you know what? That is what God wants us to do. You know, God wants to put you in a place where anybody who comes to you to ask, you have. 
Do you know what I said? God wants to put you in a place because, in fact, one of the things he said, he said, give to anyone who asks. But how can you give when you don't have? Can you lift up your right hand? Say, Lord, take me to the place where my needs are met and I have overflow. Come on, shout hallelujah. Where all my bills are paid. Come on, lift up again. Your hand. Say, where all my bills are paid and I have enough to be a blessing. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now we're going to look at Abraham again very quickly. Let's look at Genesis 12. Now this is, a, this is also, Abraham is our prototype kingdom person. Whatever has happened to Abraham will happen to us in Jesus' name. At Genesis 12, let's look at uh, verse 3. Genesis 12, verse 3. I'm so used to uh, looking there. The scripture is actually here. Um, I, I will bless, now this is the covenant God entered into with Abraham. He said, I will bless those. Uh, thank you, Jesus. No, go, go, go to 2. Go to verse 2, please. Go to verse 2. Okay, verse 2, verse 2, go to verse 2. Okay. I will make you, can we read together now? I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. Can we, can we finish the last one with a shout? And you shall be what? And you shall be what? A blessing. Level 1 is when you are blessed. Level 2, a higher level is when you become a blessing. One of the greatest joys, I don't know about you, is when you're able to solve people's problem. Does it give you joy? Have you ever helped somebody before? Have you ever paid somebody's rent before? Have you ever paid somebody's school fees? Has somebody ever, I mean there are times when I remember, you know, I mean it happens because I'm pastor, we give out a lot. Uh, I mean God knows how many rents we have paid in this church. God knows how many school fees we have paid. But you know, you know, one of the things that really, really blesses me, as Sister Uche, is that when somebody comes to you and says, we have this need, and you say, okay, I'll solve it. And typically what we do is that we even give more than they have asked, asked for. And you see tears begin to run down their eyes. I mean, there's nothing that, I mean, it's like Jesus. You know, one of the things the Bible says is that because of you, many people will be thanking God. Ay, 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 ay. I, I, I want you to say, because of me. Are you interested this Sunday morning? Say, because of me. Many people will be thanking God. Can, can you imagine that every morning somebody calls your name and says, Father, thank you for this person. And that's one of the reasons why we need to be, to be blessed. I mean, Pastor Wale and Pastor G, you know one of the things that, that, that pains me? These are unbelievers. I'm sure you know 10 of the richest men in the world entered into a, a covenant uh, many years ago that they will only keep 10% of their wealth. 10%. And that the 90% of their billions of dollars, they will give it out as a blessing. Because they said even 10% they are keeping is too much. Bezos now, during this lockdown, is uh, okay, his wife has collected half of it <laughs> through the divorce. But, 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 but elders, Bezos has, I think he has recovered most of it. He has probably over $150 billion. The other day I was looking at, um, at David Zuckerberg who owns Facebook. I think they were doing something for his, his daughter. Some of you saw it. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what they were doing in his house. The guy's house is so simple. The owner of Facebook. I don't know, some of you saw it. When I looked at his sitting room, I said, Jesus... When will God get us to a place where no matter how much you have, you remain simple? He still wears that one t-shirt. Simple wristwatch. I was looking, 
I say, if it's a Nigerian that has that kind of money, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. But but they have maintained a simplicity because they have said, listen, many of them now, most of the money they are making now is not for themselves. May God get you to a place. You know, somebody say, Pastor, I don't want much. Want much so that you can be a blessing. Want much so you can bless your family. Want much so you can bless your church. Want much so you can you can change your community. So it's no longer for yourself because you'll be selfish if God can bless you with much. And you say, I want little. That's selfishness. So one of the reasons why we're going to say, Lord, bless me. So that it's not that, you know, buy so much that you can only, you can only sleep in one bedroom at a time. You can only, I mean, how many clothes can you wear? So when God begins to get you to that point, it's because he wants you to be blessed. Uh, some years ago, the word God gave to us in this church uh, was in Ephesians 2, verse 10. Can you show it? Ephesians 2, verse 10. And it's still the word of God today and ever, forever. Ephesians 2, verse 10. Let's read together now. For we are his workmanship. Every one of us, we are the workmanship of God. We are God's workmanship, okay? Some translation we are his poetry. <laughs> oh, you don't know how special you are. You're just the poetry of God. I mean, God, 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 carefully, carefully, perfectly, packaged you. Created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. Which God prepared before and that we should walk in them. I want, are you able to show it in, in the Amplified? I thought we'll be able to look at it in the Amplified Classic, but we don't have that. But just regular Amplified. 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 Amplifier. Okay, but you know in the Amplified, I don't know if they have it. It says, for we are his workmanship recreated. Okay. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus. One and you. That we may do those works, good works. Which now, now, good works will mean from just a basic being a blessing to people. To I mean, just like in the order of Jesus, the Bible says that how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good. To be honest with you, it costs money to do good. If you are broke, it's very difficult to do good. Not because you don't want to, but you can't. That's why God, God will bless you. Come on, you want God to bless you, you can do good. Come on, can you wave that hand to God? Let him see your hand. Because he's going to bless that hand this week. He's going to bless that hand this November. The more you wave, the more that hand will be blessed. Because he said he will bless the work of your hands. If you're a worker, you walk. You walk on Monday to Friday. God will bless the work of your hand. So that you can do good. You can do good. Going from just the basic things to fulfilling purpose, fulfilling destiny. Visions cost money. Any dream you have, it will cost money. So that's why, and that's why in your prayers as we go, you know, go into, uh, uh, you know, the rest of this year, even next year, you say, Father, bless me so that I can be a blessing. But you see, many of us, you know, the Bible says in Acts, it said it's more blessed to give than to receive. By the way, many of you who are angry that people are disturbing you, begging you for money, Pray that you're not in their position. Every time I want to be angry that people are disturbing me, I say I could be the one in their shoes. Have you, have you ever? I remember many years ago, many years ago, uh, I think 1997 or 98, my grandmother, who really, really liked me, 
You know, that's when we were in the wilderness, man, for life. I mean, she died. This was, I didn't have money to travel. My grandma, who really, really was a blessing. I was her favorite grandchild. You know, pastor, I mean, people like me. Praise God. Praise God. Just a joke. I mean, now, I remember going to, you know, I was a lawyer. I went to one of my client's office to go and say, my grandmother, I was there for like six hours in the lobby. She was looking at me from the, the TV in her office. And eventually, after six hours, she said, I should come in. And then very angrily, what do you want? May God not put you in a place. That's why you must say, Father Lord, because if, you, if people are begging you, you don't know what it means to beg. So, Father, thank you that people can even come and beg you. <laughs> Somebody say hallelujah. So, God's plan is that he gives you enough so that you will blessing. Can we say, God will give me enough so that I can be a blessing? So that everybody who comes around me, my parents, my sisters, people in church, I will be a blessing. Because truly is a privilege. That's the second reason why God will bless you. Number three, we're going to quickly run now. God wants to give us influence. We have already shared that about three Sundays ago, so I won't spend too much time. Uh, God wants to give us influence. One of the things we said was that nothing gives influence like money. <laughs> Nothing gives you influence like what? Like money. Whether it's in your family, in your church. <laughs> Do you know that even in the Bible, I remember uh, pastors, I remember there was, a, there was a guy that needed healing. The, 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 when they came to Jesus, you know what they said to him? They said, Jesus, Jesus, he's the one who built our synagogue. Just say, call him, call him, come, let him come. <laughs> I mean, that, that immediately opened a door. Listen, don't be angry when pastors see somebody doing well. Say, hey, come. You, you outside though. Say, no, let that guy come. I, I mean, because I know, if you know what they are putting inside the church, you, you be, yourself, be in my shoes now. Quickly come, come, come. <laughs> Many years ago, a man of God who I like too much, you know, he, he said he just finished, um, you know, finished a meeting, powerful meeting, uh, you know, the anointing of God. So he was living, as he was trying to get into his car, he just felt this heavy thing hit his back. Ah, he, thought, he thought it was a stone. He said, what can, after I bless people, now they are stoning me. So the thing was so painful. So he turned to look, and he saw a bundle of 1,000 Naira notes. You know what he said? He said, stone me again. Stone me again. Stone me again. He said, who stone me? Come, 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 come. Somebody say hallelujah. Some of you must turn me in the name of Jesus. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, because money is a defense, money answered many things though. There are many prayer points that will disappear from your, your, your day once money is. Somebody shout hallelujah. I mean, do you know that um, um, uh, Joseph of Arimathea, I'm sure you, you know him, when Jesus Christ died, because he was a disciple that was loaded, Elder Form, Elder Ruti, he went to Pilate and said, give me the body of Jesus. Why do you think Pilate gave the body of Jesus? Do you think that if he were one poor guy, if he can't even go through, where, where would he see Pilate? But when you are loaded as a disciple, he, he entered with his convoy. He said, Pilate, I need the body of that guy. 
That is what money does. It opens uncommon doors. Come on, can you lift up your hand? Say, Father, bless me so that I will have influence in this city. Bless me so much so that I can have influence in our nation. Shout hallelujah. I mean, we looked some days ago and some Sundays ago, we looked at that. The Bible declares about that poor man who by his wisdom, a city was conquered. But because he was poor, because he was poor, nobody remembered him. But you know, we compared him, we compared him with, uh, uh, with Job. When Job was loaded, everywhere Job went to because of money, because of influence. He said when he came, elders stood up. Young people kept their mouth. He said when he arrived, everybody kept quiet. Part of the reason why God will bless you is not just so that you, you buy so many things, so that you can have influence for the kingdom. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Okay, there's a scripture I wanted to show us. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7, 12. Um, I, I'm going to read it. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 11. I'll read it from the Message Bible. Message Bible. If they are able to show it. Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 11. Are you able to show it? Let me quickly read it because of time. Wisdom is better when it is paired with money. Are you able to show it? Message Bible. Message Bible. Wisdom is better when it is what? Paired with money. Especially if you get both while you're still living. Double protection. Wisdom and wealth. Plus this bonus. Wisdom energizes its owner. So make, make you not just get only wisdom but no money. Because when you talk, they say, if you are so wise, why are you still poor? Can you lift up your say, may, may, may my wisdom produce wealth. Come on, come on, Tiojina. Say, may God bless me with wisdom such that that wisdom can produce wealth. In the order of Solomon, Solomon was not only wise, Solomon was wealthy. So in the name of Jesus, God will give you influence in the name of Jesus. So when God blesses with money, by the way, not to manipulate people, not to use it for evil, no, not to, not to show off, not to, you know, the day you buy a car now, you go drive to that place, you know that place where they have said you will never make it, you will drive slowly through their house, you, you, you will be able to see if something happened to the car, you will park and come out, will somebody do that here, uh, you come out and look at the car, clean the windscreen again, not, not like that. But that, <laughs> oh Jesus, I, have a, I wish I had one hour. Not to show off, not to make people envious, but to be a blessing. Praise the Lord. So money will give influence. Hallelujah. Okay, number, number three. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Is it number four? No, is that I was preaching that one, number three, very long ago. Oh, number four, you're right. God wants to empower us financially so that we can partner with him to establish his kingdom. Now, I know this is the one many of us don't want to hear. You say, hey, pastor has come now. But you know, we, we said we would, we would teach the whole counsel of God. To be very honest with you, one of the, probably outside of meeting your needs, one of the most important reasons why God will bless you is so that you can become a kingdom financier. And you know, if I were you, 
I will receive this thing into my heart. Because, like I said, it's a stewardship. If God gives you a million, and that million, some a lot of it is going back into his work, he can give you more. But he gives you a million, all of it finishes with you. Nothing shows in his house. Nothing shows in his kingdom. Why would he give you 10 million? You will put the 10 million back into your life. But there are some people, there are few people here, any time they make money, the church feels it. Nobody compels them. Because, and you know what? And that's why the same people keep giving over and over. The same people keep doing Why? Because as they are giving, more is coming. As they are giving, more is coming. But there are some, you hit it once. Because you don't use it for his kingdom, the flow ceases. The flow ceases. I, I want to show you just a few scriptures. Um, thank you, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Now, do you know that when Israel was living in Egypt, pastors, in, in Exodus 11, somewhere there, you know, he instructed Moses, he said, tell the men and the women to go and ask their neighbors for silver and gold. Is it true? He, you know, he said, that, that's instruction. He said, go and ask their neighbors for silver and gold. Now, anytime... Um, elder form. Anytime I read that scripture, now you know why that scripture. You know that God is something else. Now, this this Egyptians that they were going to ask things for, Sister Alice, they knew that Israel wants to go. They knew because they've been trying to leave all those plagues. They knew, but yet when they went to these Egyptians to ask for silver and gold, they still gave them. You know, it's like you're borrowing money to somebody who is going to Canada. How, how, how will you collect the money now? But, but the Bible says that God granted them favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Come on now. In the name that is above every name. Going forward, God will grant you favor in the sight of this city in the name of Jesus. God will grant you financial favor. People who can bless you will remember you. Just a few of you are standing. We remember you in the name of Jesus. They won't, they won't know why they are favoring you. But it will be God that will push them to favor you in the name of Jesus. Somebody will remember you this November for favor in the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. So God actually said, he said, I will cause them to find favor. And truly, they found favor. And you know what, Sister Uche? Do you know what uh, uh, all Amor bearers? The Bible says that they plundered Egypt. That, that is, the quantity of what they received was heavy. So it wasn't just small gold and silver. Please be seated. Now hear me. Now you say, Pastor, so God knew they were going to go to the wilderness. Why would he give them favor and give them so much gold and silver? If you go to I'm not going to be able to read that now, but maybe be read at home. Uh, if you go to Exodus 35, well, Exodus, 4, Exodus, Exodus 35, 4 to 5. I'll just clear it. Exodus 35, 4 to 5. Now, this is Exodus 11 that they had that favor. And they had silver and gold. Now, they went into the wilderness and Moses spoke to all the congregation of, of, of the children of Israel saying, this is the thing which the Lord commanded, not suggested, saying, verse 5, take from among you an offering to the Lord. Whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. Gold, silver, bronze. Where did they get it from? The same money they collected. That's the nature of God. So every time God blesses you, say which portion belongs to God. 
which one belongs to God? You know, they were going to build the tabernacle. And the only thing, see, God cannot throw money down to buy this. God cannot throw money down to do projects in church. It has to come from us. I'll show you a scripture. Luke 8, 2 to 3. Tell your neighbor, look, look at Luke. Tell your neighbor, say, look at Luke. Luke 8, 2 to 3. Luke 8, verse 2. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, I'm sure we remember her, out of whom had come seven demons. Go to verse 3. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from where? Who are they providing for? Jesus. Major women, major people of substance, they knew God had blessed them to bless the work. If God can bless you and God's work is not being affected, I must stop after this. I'm going to leave the, the last one because of time. We'll just do that next Sunday. Okay, just look at Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17. I must stop with this. There's still one major one, but we'll, we'll do that next Sunday. Can we read together? And I want to go. Again, proclaim, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, My cities shall again spread out through prosperity. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord will again comfort Zion and will again choose Jerusalem. This scripture is actually a, a, a scripture on restoration, meaning that no matter what you have lost, we're coming into a season where God is about to restore in the name of Jesus. But you know what God is saying there uh, is, I mean, Israel just came back, context, Israel just came back, back to, uh, you know, from captivity. And you know, God was saying that the only way that his cities uh, will again spread is through money, through prosperity. The truth is that you can't do much without money. The way God's kingdom, now let me be honest with you, if you see any church that is doing major projects, any church that is spreading God's kingdom, they have money. They have money. Let me be, and I say this all the time, your vision will always be reduced to your provision. It's not that your pastor doesn't have great visions. There are, there are churches today who are on TV, on DSTV. Do you know why they are there? Do you know how much it costs to be on DSTV? I remember when uh, DST, when um, a TBN, when TBN became TBN Africa, the guy from South Africa who, who actually started it, I was one of the first people he came to. This was about uh, seven years ago in my office in Zone 4. Then when, you know, had the office in Zone 4. And he said to me, Pastor, I want to put you on, on I want to put Temple of Glory on, on TBN. Uh, you're one of the first people because I know you have God's word. You, you'll be a blessing. So I said to him, how much will it be for a week? He said 700,000 naira. I said, how much a month? He said, times four. Now, at that time, you can imagine how much we were making in a month. But you know what? He went to two or three other churches. And you know what? They immediately came on TBN. Because it costs money to preach the gospel. If some of you here now say, Pastor, let me put 15 million inside church now. When we come in three Sundays, everything will be different. So much can be done. 
Some of you were here last Sunday. You know, a, a TV station was here. Did you see it, by the way? The TV station was here and, the, you know, they put it. You know, yesterday they called me again. They said, Pastor, it's first Sunday of the month. Should we come? I said, is it for free? He said, no, Pastor. I said, don't come. But you know, if God begins to use you to put in his work, there is no way you will lack in the name of Jesus. Can you imagine that everything that is happening in church, you say, my money is there. My money is there. Because it is true prosperity that is kingdom we spread. The gospel costs money. The gospel, we own this place to the glory of God. There's so much we can do in this place with money. We have an office space directly under this place. 300 square meters basement under this tent. That it probably just, we just need maybe about 35 million to build it and equip it. Somebody can just say, Pastor, what is 35 million? I'll send the money tomorrow. There's so much. There are people the last three days who have said to me, Pastor, in fact, there are members of the church who have so many needs that have called me in the last four days. Say, Pastor, help me with rent. Help me with somebody school, I mean, uh, um, money for hospital. Somebody has say, Pastor, take five million, pay all those bills. See what God will do for you. Let us close. Stand. Now, it may not let somebody say, Pastor, but I don't have those millions. The, the, the widow who gave the list, but because that list cost her more, Jesus Christ said, she gave more than everybody. That means that you can't say, Pastor, well, you people have money now. No. The truth is that if somebody who has 200 million gives 10 million, it, it may not have cost the person much. But somebody who has 2,000 give, gives 1,000 naira. God may value that 1,000 naira more than the 10 million. So you know where you are. But a major reason why God will bless you is so that his kingdom shall expand upon the earth. We're going to continue next Sunday. If somebody was blessed this Sunday, you want to say, Father, thank you. Can you open your mouth and say, Father, Lord, make me fruitful.